Hello. Welcome back to Naomi Explains Marketing, the show where I help coaches and consultants and experts and authors and other associated nerds, geeks, and misfits sell the contents of their brands for cash money. I'm your host, Naomi, and today we are talking about calls to action. Let's do this. You might have heard this term floating around in the internet marketing sphere. The term itself is quite simple, and you might have a pretty good grasp on it already. But there are also a few huge myths floating around. So today we will tackle the definition, pretty simple, and also we will get some facts where once there were only myths. Okay. A call to action is a marketing term that refers to the words you use to explicitly tell somebody to do something. What does that look like in the wild? Here. Click the link below. Call to action. Sign up now. Call to action. Register here. Call to action. There's a verb. There's probably a noun. And that's usually most of it. A call to action is like a call to arms. Imagine we are in Braveheart land, and I am Mel Gibson, and I'm giving a big rallying speech to you, my fellow angry Scots, about how bad the English are. And I give my speech, and I get you all riled up. And then what? Well, then, if I'm good at giving speeches, at the end, I tell you explicitly what I want you to do. I say something like, follow me, or go get them, or find someone in a red coat and hit them with something. The speech is my pitch, and the call to arms is an explicit statement telling you to, well, arm yourself. And it's like that in marketing, too. Our copy, or our content, is our speech. Our call to action is telling people explicitly using verbs and sometimes nouns, what they're supposed to do next. If I say, subscribe to Naomi Explains Marketing, that's a call to action. If I say, Dylan, put down that chainsaw right now, that is a call to action. If I say, click reply to schedule a free hopes and dreams call, that's a call to action. If I say, Elijah, eat your broccoli this instant or so help me God, I will not be answerable for the consequences. Well, you get the idea. The basic idea behind the necessity for calls to action is that, as tragic as it is, most people are not hanging on to our every word, desperate for the chance to give us their money or their time. People with a lot of stuff going on, or people who don't have pre-existing loyalty, do not tend to pick up on the subtleties of communication. They glance at our emails or our social media posts or our ads, and they're glancing. Their attention is elsewhere, on their own stuff. But... We are all conditioned to pay attention to commands. We don't necessarily heed them, but we see them. And in marketing, the difference between seen and not seen is the difference between a vacation in St. Bart's and moving back in with your Aunt Joan. So, call to action. Explicitly telling people what you want them to do next. Got it? Good job. Now, we will get on with the myth busting. As I said, there are a few call to action myths that are pervasive and assuming those myths to be truths of the ages is constricting baby marketers unnecessarily. So, we will bust. Are you ready? Ahem. Myth number one. You should always have a call to action. If you do not include a call to action in every communication, you are wasting a critical marketing opportunity. If you don't tell them to do something, they won't do anything, and that's bad. Not true. You need a call to action only when you specifically want someone to do a particular thing. If you don't really care, you can skip it. 
If you're involved in content marketing of any stripe, you've probably been sending out a lot of communications, emails, blog posts, videos, podcasts, social media. That's a lot of communication, and not every communication has a desired action. Sometimes it doesn't matter if they leave a comment or smash that like button. Sometimes you're just sending them a cool quote because you're too tired to write a real newsletter. No, Virginia, you do not need to explicitly tell them to click reply to tell you their favorite quote. It's fine. Although, come to think of it, that is a really good idea. So there are times when there is no action needed. There are times when any action you could ask them to take would be a reach. You would have to manufacture an action you want them to take. In those cases, give your poor audience a freaking break already and let them read or watch or listen in peace. No action required. Ah. Okay, myth number two. You should never have more than one call to action in any piece of communication. In this context, when we say one call to action, we mean only giving people one thing to do, not only telling them to do it once. The premise here is that you could have four links to the same thing, but not links to four different things. And the idea behind this myth is that your communication should only have one option for action, Otherwise, the person will have too many choices, and they won't pick the one we want, or they won't do anything at all. Again, false, although a teensy bit true. The real truth is that the more you care that anyone takes a particular action, the fewer options you should present. This is usually when money is on the line. If this is a promotional email in which you are directly selling something, then yes, you only want one call to action. This is not the time to tell people to follow you on LinkedIn. When the options are money and anything else, take the money. This is also true when future money is on the line. If you are sending people to your webinar during which you plan to pitch them on your exclusive elite diamond coaching program, yep, again, you only want one call to action. But in low stakes situations, multiple calls to action are completely normal. If I couldn't have more than one call to action per communication, I would be emailing you four times a day. Multiple blog posts or one post, one video. By the way, there's a small sale on ebooks. And by the way, I'm also doing a seminar next week. If none of them are particularly important, you can shove them all in one communication. So the more it matters, the more you keep it to one. It's put down that chainsaw, not put down that chainsaw and follow me on Instagram. All right. Last one. And it's an easy one. Myth number three. Calls to action need action verbs. Click, read, go, register, etc. The idea is if there is no verb, well, it's not really a call, is it? You can't tell someone to do something without a verb. It doesn't work. Once again, false. It is perfectly acceptable for some calls to action to be implied. If I email you and say, hey, I have a new podcast episode out, and then there's a link to the podcast, it is safe for me to assume that you will click on that link if you are interested I do not have to actually say, click on the link below to listen to the podcast now. It's just not a big deal. Now, there is some validity to this myth in the same way that there was in the last one. The higher the stakes, read money, the more you may want to use an action verb. It certainly doesn't hurt and it can help. But most things just don't matter that much. And you're allowed to assume your prospect understands the basics of existing on the internet. Last day of launch? Sure, be explicit. I have a new contact page? They can figure it out. All right, folks, that is it. 
for calls to action. On that note, I will leave you. In our next episode, we are talking about newsjacking. What's newsjacking? You'll find out. Until then, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. That was a call to action. And do what will leave you feeling good today. Talk soon.